अथ षत्रिंशत्सर्ग ततस्मंत्रक पीड़िोत्र प्रतिज्ञया सबाश्वतिश्वस्य जगादेद पुनर्वच सूतरत्नसुसंपूर्णा चतुर्विधबला चमूह राघवस्यात्रा क्षिप्रम प्रतिधीयता जीवाश्चवादिन्यो वणिजश्च महाधना शोभयुमर से वाहिनी सुप्रसारिता ये चमुपजीवंतिरमते यीरता बहुविधंदनप्यत्रोजया आयुधा च मुख्यागराशकटा चुगछंत काकुत्स्थम व्याधाशारण्यको विदा निघ्रमृगा पिबंश्चारण्यकम मधु नदीश्च विविधा पश्यन्नराज्यम संस्मरिष्यति धान्यकोश्च यचिधनकोश्च मामक तौरामगछेता वसत निर्जने वने यजन पुण्यु देशु विसृजाप्तक्षिणा ऋषिश्चा संगम्य प्रवत्स्यति सुखम वने भरत महाबाहुरोध्यालयिष्यतीमस्यताबति काकुत्स्थे कैकेयागत मुखम चाप्यगमच्छोषं स्वरश्चाध्यता सा विषण्णा चंत्रस्ता मुखे न परशुष्यताजानमेवाभिमुखीकैकेक्यमब्रवीत राज्यम गतधनम साधो पीतमंडरास्वाद्यतम शून्यम भरत नापत्स्यते कैकेज्जायां वदंतिदारुणम राजा दशरथो वाक्यमुवाचातलोचना वहंतुदसीुज्य धुरीमाते अनाकृतमारब्धम किन्न पूर्वुपारुधा तस्त्क्रोध संयुक्त मुक्त श्रुवा वरांगना कैकेगुण क्रुद्धा राजानमीद्रवीत तवैवंशे सगरोज्येष्ठपुत्रुपारुधत असमंज ख्यातंगंतुमर्हतीशरथो ब्रवीत व्रीडित जन सर्व तन्नाबुध्यता त्रृद्धो महात्रो नामनामतुचिर्बुमराज्ञकैकेदम्रवीत असमंजो गृहीवा दुक्रीडत पथिदारकान् सरवां प्रक्षिपन्नसुरमते तेन दुर्मति तंदुवा नागरा सर्वे क्रुद्धा राजब्रुवन्सम वृणीश्वैकमस्माराष्ट्रवर्धना तानुवाच तथो राजिन्नीदाज्ञा संपृष्टा वाक्यं प्रकृत ब्रुवन्ीडतस्वेश नुत्रुद्भ्रांतचेत सरवां प्रक्षिपन्मौर्ख्यादुलां प्रीतिमश्रुते सतासां वचनम श्रुवा प्रकृतीनाधिप तम तजात पुत्रं तासां प्रियचिकीर्षया तम यानम शीघ्रोप्य सभार्यम सपरीदम यज्जीव विवास्योयमीतानशा पिता 
सफालपिटकं गृह्य गिरि दुर्गाण्यलोकयत दिशस्सर्वास्त्वनुचरं सयथा पापकर्मकृत इत्येनमत्य जद्राजा सगरोवै सुधार्मिकह रामह किमकरोत्पापं येनैवमुपरुध्यते नहि कंचन पश्यामो राघवस्या गुणंबयं दुर्लभोह्यस्य निरयश्षशांकस्येवकल्मशं अथवादेवित्वं कंचिद्दोशं पश्यसि राघवे तमध्यब्रूहि तत्वेन तदारामो विवास्यते अदुष्टस्य हि संत्यागस्सत्पथे निरतस्य चा निर्दहेदपि शक्रस्य द्युतिम् धर्म विरोधवान तदलंदेवि रामस्य श्रिया विहतयात्वया लोकतोपि हि तेरक्षफ परिवादश्चुभानने शुद्वातु सिद्धार्थवचो राजाश्राम ततरस्वरह शोको पहतया वाचा कैके इमिदमब्रवीत एतद्वचो नेच्छसि पापरूपे हितन्न जानासि ममात्मनोथवा आस्थाय मार्गं कृपणं कुचेष्टा चेष्टा हिते साधु पताद पेता अनुव्रजिश्याम यहमध्यरामं राज्यं बरित्यज्य सुखंधनंचा सर्वेचराज्या भरते नचत्वं यथा सुखं भुंक्ष्वचिराय राज्यं इत्यार्षे श्रीमद्रामायने वाल्मीकी ये आधिकाव्ये अयोध्याकांडे शत्रिम्षस्सर्गहां अयोध्याकांडा कैंटो 36 दशरथा इंस्ट्रक्स सुमंत्रा टू टेक अ डिटेचमेंट ऑफ द आर्मी एंड द एक्सचेकर अलोंग विथ श्रीरामा to which Kaikeyi objects and insists on his being sent into exile without any resources on the analogy of Asamanja, son of the king's forefather, Sagara. Another minister of the king, Siddhartha by name, who was present there, opposes Kaikeyi and urges that the analogy of Asamanja, who was a perverse lad, could not be applied in the case of Sri Rama who possessed an ideal character and deserved in every way to be installed in the office of Prince Regent. In the event of Kaikei vetoing the proposal, the king threatens to accompany the heir apparent. Sighing deeply with tears in his eyes, Dasharatha, a scion of Ikshvaku, who was bound by the pledge given by him to Kaikei, in the matter of sending Sri Rama into exile, then spoke to Sumantra again as follows. Let a detachment consisting of all the four limbs of the army and richly provided with jewels be detailed at once to accompany Sri Rama, a sign of Raghu, O Sumantra. Let courtesans, adept in speaking, as well as merchants possessing enormous wealth and clever in efficiently spreading a network of shops, dealing in provisions and other goods, lend charm to the forces accompanying the prince. Further, tell off in his service those wrestlers too who depend on him and in whom he takes delight by testing their comparative strength, bestowing various gifts on them. Let the principal weapons courteous and well-bred men and bullock carts too, as well as hunters knowing the secrets of forests, accompany Rama, a scion of Kakutstha.
killing the deer and elephants and drinking wild honey and seeing various rivers, he would not miss his sovereignty. Let that which constitutes my granary and that which comprises my exchequer both accompany Rama going to dwell in an uninhabited forest. Performing sacrifices in holy regions and bestowing adequate gifts on the officiating priests and meeting sages too, he will live happily in the forest. And the mighty armed Bharata will rule over Ayodhya. Let the glorious Rama, therefore, be sent out with all objects of enjoyment. While Dasharatha, a scion of Kakutstha, was speaking as aforesaid, fear seized Kaikeyi. Her mouth too got parched and voice as well got choked. Feeling dejected and dismayed, with her mouth getting parched and her face turned exclusively towards the king, she replied as follows. Bharata will not accept a kingdom that has been stripped of its wealth and resembles wine, divested of its spirituous part and which is thus absolutely unenjoyable and unsubstantial, O pious soul. When Kaikeyi, who was thus shamelessly uttering most cruel words, King Dasharatha spoke as follows to that lady with large eyes. Having charged me with a burden, that of sending Rama into exile, which is so hard to bear, O hostile and vulgar woman, why do you lash at me while I am carrying it? Why did you not check before while asking the two boons by laying down that Rama should not be allowed to take anything with him, the proceedings now taken in hand of sending troops, etc., with Rama? Doubly incensed to hear the angry words of Dasharatha, Kaikeyi, the lovely woman, replied to the king as follows. In your very dynasty, Emperor Sagara cast away his eldest son, known by the name of Asamanja. Rama too should depart likewise without anything to depend upon. Spoken to as above, King Dasharatha simply said, Shame! Everyone present too felt ashamed. She, however, did not mind it. On that occasion, the aged and upright chief minister, Siddhartha by name, who was highly esteemed by the king, spoke to Kaikeyi as follows. So the tradition goes. Catching hold of children playing in the street, Asamanja just used to throw them in the waters of the Sarayu, and the evil-minded fellow took delight in it. Enraged to see that murderous prank of the crown prince, all the citizens submitted to the king, keep to yourself Asamanja alone, allowing us to leave the city or preserve us, sending away the prince, O promoter of the state. Thereupon the king said to them, What is the occasion for this fear? Duly interrogated by the king, those people too replied to the king. He experiences incomparable joy while throwing through folly in the Sarayu our juvenile sons playing in an excited state of mind. Hearing the complaint of those people, the said king abandoned his son, malevolent to his subjects, with intent to oblige them. Quickly placing him along with his wife and accessories, a spade, basket and so on, necessary adjuncts to a forest life, he instructed those in authority in the following words.
he should be exiled for life. Taking a basket and a spade and roaming about in all directions in search of roots and fruits etc., he ransacked mountain passes in quest of an abode. The highly pious king Sagara obviously abandoned Asamanja on the plea of his perpetrating sinful deeds as mentioned above. What sin has Sri Rama committed for which he is being debarred from the throne in this way? Surely we do not detect any fault in Sri Rama, a sign of Raghu. It is as difficult to find a taint in him as in the new moon. Or, if you perceive any fault in Sri Rama, a sign of Raghu, O Queen, please point it out correctly today. Then Sri Rama will be sent into exile. Indeed, it is repugnant to all canons of righteousness to abandon one who is not only not guilty but also devoted to the straight path. It would destroy the splendor even of Indra, the ruler of gods. Therefore, O Queen, it is no use your withholding the royal fortune of Sri Rama. Censure coming from the public too should be guarded against by you, O Lady, with a charming countenance. Hearing the remonstrance of Siddhartha, the king, for his part, whose voice had grown very feeble, spoke as follows to Kaikeyi in a tone overwhelmed with grief. Do you not like this advice, O embodiment of sin? Having taken to a path leading to woe, are you not alive to my interests or your own? Indeed, your gesture is remote from the path of the righteous and as such an undesirable one. Abandoning the kingly state, bodily comfort and wealth, I shall follow Rama to the forest today, as also all the people of Ayodhya. Rule you the kingdom happily for long with Bharata. Thus ends Canto 36 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.